This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What's up, guys? Welcome to the OBR Film Breakdown. I am going to play for you an episode that we just put on the YouTube channel last night where myself, Stephen Thomas, our OBR draft guru, and uh, Lockdown Browns' Jeff Lloyd went through and did our first live mock draft. So it is up on the YouTube channel if you want to watch the video of this. We did the best we could to make this audio version uh comprehensive as well and talk about the players so i think there's plenty that you can get out of this if you would like to watch the live uh, version again that's on our obr uh, youtube channel that you can check that out so you can see a little bit more visual aid stuff Uh, but if you're in the car you're driving or you know working out whatever and you just want to hear mock draft chatter we go through and make the picks we make a trade make a bunch of different things happen and talk about scenarios talk about players and we did make some free agency selections as well Uh, three of those guys we kind of predicted too so that's the gist of it. We will check in now on this this mock draft and and um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy it. What's up? We are live. Uh, we we are a little delayed, uh, but we're live looking at mock draft 1.0. Uh, we try to do this every year. Some things happen. We maybe don't always get in uh, as as quick and as 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 uh, efficiently as we hope to. We try to do one of these before free agency. Then we try to do one post free agency when the picture's a little bit clearer. A little bit of tech difficulties tonight, as usual, because I suck at this stuff. I need an assistant, so if someone wants to be my assistant, let me know. But uh, two of my guys here, we have uh, OBR colleague, my good friend, Stephen Thomas, Mr. Mock Draft himself. What's up, brother? How are you? Uh, thanks for having me. Good to be back with you, fellas. Hey, man. I'm, I'm excited to have you. And then we're bringing in Locked On Browns cohort, the man, Jeff underscore Eljoy, LJ underscore Lloyd. Jeff Lloyd, how are you? We're good, gentlemen. Um, it feels good. Uh, you know, kind of feels like, you know, m- maybe we can say that this is maybe where COVID's almost over. We can get back to some normalcy here. Obviously, sitting down here, uh, you know, obviously talking, you know, mock draft here. Uh, it's free agency is about to kick off Monday. Um, holes to fill, but guys, in years past, uh, this, is, <laughs> this is a pleasure doing it as opposed to, you know, not trying to reinvent the wheel. We were literally trying to make the wheel. Well, we got a lot to do, and we maybe will be here until 11 o'clock. I don't know, you folks. We got maybe 80 <laughs> people watching. Maybe we'll get up to 100 or more. Who knows? Take it easy on us in the comments section. I know we're a little late. The budget's tight, okay? We're going to start with <laughs> looking at free agents. So I tasked the guys here. We came to the conclusion of just picking three free agents we think the Browns will sign. Now, caveats. We don't have inside information on this. We are just giving an example of what they could do. These are not preferences. These are not ranked in terms of who we want them to get. There's nothing here that should give you any inclination about what they're going to do. 
So we're going to put guys up that in this mock situation, we think that they could potentially sign and we will draft accordingly around who we think they sign. So we will start this thing off. Let's add this to the stream and we will start off with Romeo Cora. Talk to me guys, if you can, a little bit about why you think uh, this would be a good pickup. We'll start with you, Jeff, then we'll go to Steve. <clears throat> I think what you're looking for here is, you know, a, a player with athleticism, uh, a player that was able to do things at, and we're not just talking pass rush. Um, you know, I know Steven, you know, has a point he's going to get to here. Um, but talking with Brent Sobolewski today, he was one of the highest productive players. And we're not talking just sacks as far as, you know, making plays from a defensive end position. Moving on from Olivier Vernon is difficult. Um, the injury certainly doesn't help. But you want to have that technically sound player as well as a pass rusher here. Uh, you know, Miles continues to improve, you know, in every aspect of the game. But nobody would care. Um, you know, you're going to you know, you're gonna be a guy who gets 14, 15 sacks a year. Nobody's going to nitpick over the, you know, run support. You know, are you, you know, making sure that the running back is cutting inside of you as opposed to outside of you? A player like Okora, you bring him in here. And I think you really just got to like the story. Talking about a guy 26 years old, former undrafted free agent, never made a dime essentially playing this game, and now about to cash in and cash in pretty well, and comes to a place like Cleveland to do it where all of a sudden now it's kind of like the trendy new hotspot. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, as you know, Jeff, you and I have said, and Jake, you and I have said over the past three years, whenever you're talking about bringing in a free agent edge to Cleveland, the, the, the huge advantages you have is that 95, you're not looking for the man, you know, he, he doesn't have to come in and be the guy. We already have the guy. We have the guy of all guys in 95 across from him. So he's good. We're just bringing in somebody that has to be the other guy, you know, and he's going to get a lot of one-on-ones. He's going to get uh, you know, if there's a weak tackle on the other team who that they're playing this week, that's who he's going to get because, you know, their best guys are going to be on the other side with Miles Garrett. And uh, I think Okwara has everything that Jeff just said, the athleticism, the moves, the discipline, the smarts, all of that stuff. The, the questions that this front office has to answer, there's two of them in my mind. One, this was his only big year of production. So was it a one-year fluke or has the light turned on or you know whatever phrase you want to use? And uh, the only thing that I see that's concerning is um, he, he did have 12 missed tackles this past year, which was by far his most. Now, grading what is a missed tackle and what is a guy that he got his hand on that he probably shouldn't have, just getting there was an accomplishment is – a subjective thing, Um, but it's something that they're going to have to look into. But he's also, according to everything we've seen, going to be one of the most cost-effective of the top group of edges, and that is something to think about, especially if you're going to look at other positions as aggressively as I know we all three think they're going to do. Yeah, so you talked about the spike. He really started getting snaps 2018 into 2019, started to see an uptick, had the most total snaps of his career last year. So 39 total pressures, 18, 34, and and 19, and then all the way up to 61 this past year, 10 sacks. He did have eight sacks in 2018, so he has been around the quarterback. The hurries are what really increased. He jumped from 24, 25 up to 42. You like to see that. He did have the 12 missed tackles, but he did have 
a career high run stop number at 25, which those right. are plays that are negative or uh, cause a, a zero gain or negative on a play. So those are all according to pro football focus. I should cite that source. Um, so yeah, I mean, his highest grade of the pass rush this past year, 84.5 highest overall grade didn't play the run effectively as they, as they noted here at 45, but the 28 tackle score probably plays into that. As far as the number two guy who can be cost effective, I'm sure they'll go after Trey Hendrickson. We talked about it in our group chat. They will probably have some conversations with Yannick Ngakwe. I think we have noted that at the OBR, some conversations could happen there. So we will see what it shakes out to. If we're looking at an analytics driven front office, looking for a bargain there to also spread out to be our next guy. Uh, I think it's very possible for a course. So we're going to get to our next guy now, which is John Johnson. The third, the safety market tightened up mm. when Marcus Williams, surprisingly, the saints are, are printing cash. They decided to be able to keep him around. Uh, Justin Simmons uh, was tagged as well. So things, things have tightened up. There are some good names out there and we think they're going to go heavy after John Johnson. I, I did hear, um, a note that Brendan Leister made a great point on the Nothing But The Dogs podcast. Love those guys. John and Mike do a great job over there. That John Johnson was actually the green dot for them. He was the communicator. He was the play caller, which is very rare for safeties to do. So that's a big deal. That's a great part of what he can do for a defense on top of quality play. Steve, you leave this one off, then we'll go to Jeff. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it's not a secret. I've, I've sort of, I've been annoying the crap out of my timeline with his name for a few months now, um, but he's, <laughs> he's, he can do whatever it is you want him to do. And yeah, New Orleans, what apparently money doesn't exist down there, much like responsibility and sobriety. Um, I have no idea. Apparently they've got some offshore account down there that they're paying people out of, but Johnson, I mean, it, we're all thinking that Grant Delpit comes back healthy. Everything that we've seen, indicates that he's on schedule and, and, you know, he looks great in the videos that he's been posting and everything, but we're not sure yet. So Johnson does two things. One, he gives you uh, some security in case there are some kind of medical issues with Grant Delpit's return. And two, if Delpit comes back completely healthy, now you got Delpit, John Johnson, and Ronnie Harrison back there. That's a devastating triumvirate at the safety position. And it gives Joe Woods all kinds of options. I would be over the moon if they landed this guy. Um, my biggest issue here, and this was maybe with Marcus Williams, is the number 43. But uh, other than that, <laughs> um, you're going to talk about uh, the fact that, uh, you know, and Brandon Leister, obviously, you know, uh, Brandon is always a, you know, a fantastic resource, um, that he wore the green dot. Um, this is what this defense is supposed to be trending towards for the Browns. Um, they don't necessarily have a linebacker on this roster who's going to be on the field every single snap. Right. So who would wear the green dot? Um, you're going to talk about Grant Talbot, second-year player. Ronnie Harrison, a little bit of a younger player as well. Um, but with a player you know, of Johnson's ilk coming in here. And the thing I like with Johnson is, and this is what you think you like about Grant Talbot, we'll see. What you kind of like with Ronnie Harrison at this point is, it's the interchanging. It's the, oh, my God, look, he made a play around the line of scrimmage. Oh, my God, there he is on a tight end, 15 to 20 yards down the field. Oh my God! There he was, the se the second cover man over on you know a wide wide receiver running a nine route. You, every one of these guys, you want them to be interchangeable, and that's vital so you don't get to a situation where they ended up in last year, where it's we're not only bringing up Robert Jackson from the practice squad, he's starting because we don't have anybody else that we're confident enough to put outside. You want guys with versatility. You want guys who have similar skill sets, but also the fact that you know I can do what you do. You can do what I do. So when you run into those hiccups where somebody misses a week, misses two weeks, it's not that major of a drop-off. But a player like this, you know, and I, the Saints who work so hard to save $15 million just to basically give it to Marcus Williams 
And I'm assuming the computers, the calculators, and even the nerds out there are just fried, blowing smoke out of their ears at this point. <laughs> this, for me, Marcus Williams was essentially the number one target. But this is, I mean, you're talking 1A, 1B. And if you can get him in here and he's going to have to separate from that herd and the Rams just because of the way, you know, money has obviously gone on with them. Hey, um, he's willing. Uh, he wants to come here. He wants to now play more of a veteran role where he's going to groom two other players and, you know, work with Enzo Ward as far as, you know, manning a great secondary here for the Cleveland Browns and finally giving Joe Woods what he truly, truly needs after he sat here for a year and watched the offense get everything. This is just an absolute slam dunk. He wants to come. They want him. I, you know, let everybody else argue about the offensive line, which they're going to do because there's a million of them in free agency. We'll be busy, you know, chasing down edges and safeties. Yeah, so it's an ideal fit, man. A guy who has had two fantastic years when he's played full seasons. Even his rookie year was very solid. The lowest coverage grade he's had is an 86.4 when he's played over 1,000 snaps. So if you eliminate 2019 when he dealt with some injury issues, it's uh, it's as good as you could get. I think he will be a hot commodity. Hopefully the Browns are one of those teams really, really in pursuit, and um, he would be a great fit. Let's talk about our last guy. Got to improve the nickel. Never want to always – you never really want to eliminate the word always there. You never want to force a nickel to – Play as a rookie they can sometimes but it'd be nice to find a bargain player that's cam sutton let's be quick here guys gotta, gotta get into the draft 15 minutes in uh steve uh go ahead go quick and then jeff you go quick what do you like about him yeah i mean pretty much the same some of the same ideas that uh, uh that jeff said about john johnson is versatility i mean you know he's he's better in the slot but he can play outside he did it this past year because the steelers had a bunch of injuries in their um uh, in their secondary, um, he's he's solid in coverage. He's smart in run support. Uh, he's reliable. He's smart. I mean, there's just not much like not much to not like about him. I like Hilton too, but if they both hit the market and there it's an A or B situation as far as the Steelers slots, I would lean towards Sutton. You're in a situation here where there's probably about three or four, maybe five solid slot cornerbacks available through free agency. And Jake, I totally agree with you. This is not something you want to put on a rookie um, where all of a sudden, oh my God, yeah, I did great. I got a good jam on him. And now I got to chase him for 43 yards, you know, the other sideline, because I thought he was going out, but actually he's going in. Um, so with a player, whether it's Hilton, you know, whether it's Cam Sutton, this is of the utmost importance. Some other names, Brian Poole, Mackenzie Alexander, but this is something you don't want to mess around with. You know, last year, Kevin Johnson, it didn't work out the way they had planned. Obviously, some of that was injury-related. Some of that was just, you know, Kevin Johnson's always run hot and cold as a player. Um, and finally, um, look, if you can take something from Pittsburgh, let's by all means, let's go ahead and take something away from Pittsburgh. Yeah, good year last year. Three forced fumbles, 12 tackle stops. Tells you you can come up and make plays near the line of scrimmage. couple of – well, you had one interception – so fit 73.8 pass coverage grade, 74.1. I, I know coverage grades from pro football focus can sometimes be hit or miss in my opinion, but it's, it's for, it's for respect out here, but yeah, I think he'd be good, man. I think, I think he'd be good. There's some really good. The thing I like about this the most guys is that it's the, the, the nickel role is a, is a position that you can get one of the better bargains on free agency. For some reason, it's one of those things where, we know how important it is, how much they're on the field, how much teams try to pick on that position, who's out there, and the value of the money hasn't lined up. So it'll, I think it'll continue to creep up, but it'd be nice for the Browns to take advantage of this uh, little bubble here when they can. So let's move to the actual. Third, yeah, it's been a first round and a third corner, but they won't actually sign a nickel corner to seven, eight million dollars. That's actually a great point you brought up. Let's see if we can get this to share. Maybe. 
Maybe. He wasn't kidding, folks. All right, here we go. Here hey, there it is. Shout out to the folks. I heard Jeff just pop something. That sounds like I needed to. I'm a little behind. Had to put the sun down late. Um. So, and Steve has some wine, I'm pretty sure. So I'm the only one riding dry uh, as far as the as the, as the the beverages go. So um, empathy from everyone, if we can. Uh, I'm going to be more of the moderator. I'm going to give tiebreaker <clears throat> scenarios. These guys are going to talk. I'm going to chime in when I can. Uh, we're going to use the fine folks machine at the Draft Network, the OGs of this thing. the first one to put it out. Uh, we do more of these. We will do Pro Football Network as well, and we will also get to Pro Football Focuses uh, simulator as well. But I wanted to start here because what I like about it is it gives you an opportunity uh, to, 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 to receive trade offers to move up. Um, not that they're going to always move up, but they could receive offers to move up. Um, so we would like to uh, do that. Let's, let's try it. Hang on. I'm going to respond to one comment right here. Going to get a little thing at the bottom with our picks. Our man Ian is in here. Ian McBride, Barry's son. Shout out to Ian. Um, we are going to launch this thing, and um, we will see if any opportunities arrive uh, uh, up until our pick at pick 26, and then we'll see if there are any opportunities to move back. So let's start the draft. And we should note uh, for those watching that for Whoa, the, the Jets, the purposes of tonight, this is the board. So even if we like a guy – you know, a hundred spots better than they have him ranked. It, that doesn't matter. This for all intents and purposes is Andrew Barry's board for our purposes here tonight. Yeah. Yeah. This is not indicative of how we feel about a player necessarily. Absolutely. Great point. Trevor Lawrence, uh, Jamar Chase, surprisingly goes second. Zach Wilson goes fourth. Uh, we have Justin Fields going to the Eagles to create more controversy. It's fun. Sick sure. guys here. Draft Network. Uh, Trey Lance off the board. Kyle Pitts off the board. The first corner of interest. We never thought he would get to 26, but Sertan is off the board. Let's keep rolling. Nobody's called us yet with an offer. Start I'm going to guess the Vikings. There's the phones ringing in my ear. The Vikings at pick 14 Every now. Uh, well, these guys want to wheel and deal. And somebody, I, somebody wrote an article about this. They probably do a lot of the simulator stuff. What I like about this is, okay, we can analyze the trade. So let's go to the counter offer side because then we can start looking at who's on the board. So they're offering us pick 14. We would move up from 26 to 14. We'd have to give up our second and we'd have to give up our six. So pick 59, pick 209. Before we do our answers, which uh, we will get to in a second, the thing I like is that we can hide that and look at who's on the board. And if there's anybody of particular interest for you guys moving up to pick 14, maybe Quiddy Pay, maybe JC Horn. I don't know if you can be, you could talk me into Wusukarmoa, but uh, I don't think they're going to move up here. That's my prediction. Guys, would you be interested in this trade? Jeff, go first, then we'll go to Steve. Uh, no, it, as weird as it is, I, I've come resolved to the fact that you, you're now a good franchise. You're going to draft at 26. And I believe any movement from 26, and like we said, we're probably not going to do anything here this evening. Uh, but I think any movement as far as what the Browns' needs are and as far as what this draft is, you know, giving to them it'd be more of a drop back than it would be you know jumping ahead it just doesn't seem to fit any analytic lens anyway whatsoever yeah i agree unless there's some wild free agency and trade season where they you know pick up way more starter level people than we thought and they think they're just one guy away or something like that but i don't see that happening either i, I would be exceptionally surprised if they moved up this far I'd be surprised if okay. they moved up at all, to be honest. <laughs> all right. We're going to keep going. We will resume the draft and we get another. Oh, we're going to have to reject that first. Okay. Gotcha, Minnesota. Get out. Stop calling us. The Patriots at pick 15. I would imagine we are not inclined to move up one pick later. We will decline that one as well. 
But total Belichick fashion, though. <laughs> Najee Harris is not going to go 16th. I'm just going to say that out loud. So there's a first two players of interest, uh, Awusu Karmoa there, and then J.C. Horn are both off the board. Quiddy Pay goes 22nd. So mm, looks star. like the Jags are offering us to move up one pick. Now, let's just see here who they're only making us move up, give up a seventh to move up. Is there somebody we want to make sure we get on this board right here? Now we're kind of open to a lot of our conversation about who they could pick at pick 26 before trade down opportunities because, you know, we have Rousseau is there, Ojolari is there, I'm sorry, Ojolari is there, Terrence Marshall if they went wide receiver round one. Christian Barmore is extremely interesting. He could be somebody someone comes up and takes. I mean, Rashad Bateman's a fantastic prospect. Jalen Phillips views Sands the concussions. Talk to me, guys. What do you think? Jeff, go. Um, for what's here, um, and for what Jacksonville, I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to, it's fine, but I, I don't see anything here, um, that's, you know, going to say, you know, move up, you know, I mean, for one spot here and, you know, yes, you're maybe in competition with Jacksonville for some of these same players, but I'm, I'm more than okay with, you know, just staying, sticking. Basically. It's gotta be, yeah, it's gotta be somebody you need to take right here. I mean, you're not giving up much. You're giving up pick 255. So if you really like, I got to go get Barmore, then we would that would be the thing or something of that sort. Right. Are you good, Steve? Yeah, I'm good. I mean, there's nobody there that I think if they're gone, there isn't somebody that, you know, personally, I don't have graded pretty similarly. I mean, okay. so yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't entertain this. Okay, we're going to resume it. Phone's going to ring again while we decline the actual offer. And then now we're going to get offers for our actual pick. So what we would get, let's, let's look at the offers first. So keep these offers in mind. We would, we would move back to 35 and pick up pick 108. So we're dropping down. Not, not far beginning of the second round. You could get pick 42 also pick 76, which breaks up that, that 59 to pick eight. Is it, what is it? 59. Then we go 89, 91. So that's a nice little entry way there. You're going to pick 42 though. A little bigger slide. Which of these two are you more interested in just even looking at, not accepting, just looking at the giants. Okay. Okay. Then we'll look at the giants. Fine by me. So we are going to counter offer these guys so we can see who's on the board. Yeah, I think in a, in a general sense, moving down to the uh, mid thirties to the early to maybe even the mid forties is is in the wheelhouse. That that's just a general overview sense that I have of what they're going to do. Okay, so we would move down all the way over here to pick forty two. So you know, do your math there. It's a, it's a slide down. There are guys here that. Is there anyone here you want to take? Pick twenty six. Is there anyone here that you guys would pound the table for? There are guys here I like. I, I like a good bit. I like Rousseau. I like Ojolari. I like you know, I like Bateman. I know we're doing this without the total benefit of free agency, but I'm interested to see if there's anybody you feel strong enough to take here. I'd be totally happy with you know three or four names that are sitting there right now if they didn't get an offer that they like. Um, but I also think the difference between some of these, unless you have somebody ranked extremely high, the back half of the first round here, I don't think the difference in what we're going to get uh, as far as overall value between 42 and getting that extra three is huge, um, is that much less than 
any of, of these guys. That's just my opinion. I I would probably take the Giants deal rather than pick here, but if they picked a Rousseau or an Ojolari or somebody like that, I'd be totally happy with that too. Okay, so your preference is to trade back. That would be that would be my preference. I would take the Giants pick right now. Okay, Jeff. Well, I mean, if we're figuring that we've already put um, you know edge to bed, um, this you know you want to be able to open up the opportunities, and with the Giants pick, not only does it open up the opportunities, it creates you go from four in the top one hundred to five in the top one hundred. If you're telling me I got to make a selection here, uh, yeah, I'm I'm taking that big six foot seven ball of clay, Greg Russo. And I'm going to turn him into whatever I need to to become the biggest tag team partner to Miles Garrett that ever existed. Okay, well, yeah, but what's your what's everyone's <clears throat> final deal here? Are you or we wanting trading? Or are we wanting to take a player? I need to know. We're we're making the decisions here, so we're we're making it. It's, it's See, our we just talked ourselves into this, didn't we? <laughs> I, it I sounds like take, you guys want to in trade reality, back. In reality, if they traded, I would hope to get something future, get a three or, or something next year as well. But if you're going to give me an extra, like Jeff said, an extra top 100 pick this year for a drop mm-hmm. that far, uh, I, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, I, me personally, depending on how free agency goes, I'm not giving any indication of anything at all. If Rashad Bateman's there, it's really hard to pass on him. He's a hell of a player, man. He's a hell of a player. I think he's going to be a great a great wide receiver at the NFL level. Um, I would be really interested in that. But again, as far as like where they're needing things right now um, and what we know about what we did with free agency, it, it probably doesn't make sense. So we will take that Giants trade. So we're getting 42-76 and only giving up 26. So, oh well, okay, you guys called us first. There we go. So, right. yeah, and I mean, to, to Jeff's point, um if in this exact scenario, you'd be bringing Rousseau in where he wouldn't have to be the guy right away. He could learn for a year or two, which is what he's going to yeah. need. So it would be the perfect situation to pick a guy like that if they didn't Rousseau get an goes offer 36. that they liked or whatever. So. Yeah. Okay, so now we have even more move-down opportunities um, if we want to get real again. crazy. Uh, two, four, seven for this pick. You'd move down 11 spots. you pick up a fourth. You could go two, four, six. I don't like either of those. You guys okay with staying where we're at? Let's yeah, pick somebody. Things. There's no way in the world I'm helping the Tennessee Titans. So, I saw the Packers <laughs> pick Terrence Marshall, so it's nice that they actually uh, decided to help out with a first-round wide receiver for their quarterback. Anyway, all right, let's talk players. We're up here. I mean, let's let's uh, try to uh, – Yeah, I mean, if if Merrick's there, I, I, it's tough. Wait. I know we I know we signed John Johnson. But right. You want to talk about four safeties that could be on the field at one time, and that four could be deadly, man, like deadly, like like good freaking football players deadly. Right. Um, I, I guess we should look at other positions that are going to be particularly interesting too. We'll look at edge. Ronnie Perkins is there. Uh, Joseph Asai, he's had a great, great tr- testing day today. Joe Tryon has had some first-round buzz. I love uh, as far as Yeah, I, I could have said that wrong. It might be Trio, my bad. Um yeah, you want to lock corner, uh, some guys that I know we've – Elijah Molden's a great slot. Asante Samuel Jr., a lot of people love. I know Jeff, it's a Florida State boy. I know mm-hmm. you got a lot of love for him. Kelvin Joseph has grown of late for many people that study this stuff closely. And then we know Melifonwu was also uh, another sweetheart as well. Now, remember, we got extra picks in here, uh, a pick to break up. You know, I know we go – we're up again mm-hmm. at 59, then we're up again at 76. So what we have to analyze is which guys do we know – will be gone. I think you're looking at Asante Samuel Jr. piques my interest and Melifon will pique my interest. Asante will certainly be gone. 
Melifonwu may last. As far as edge guys, it gets a little thin. Um, now, we also addressed edge in free agency, so you don't have to force that pick. So keep that in mind for those maybe who are joining late. We did sign Romeo Okora, and we signed Cam Sutton the slot, and then we uh, took John Johnson, obviously, was our big-name free agent, the safety. So, um, you know, outside corner is a spot, even with Greedy Williams coming back, that they will want to entertain. There's also wide receiver is a big need. I mean, Rondale Moore still on the board, a hell of a player. Uh, you know, I think uh, – did our boy go already? He might have already gone. Oh, Elijah Moore went the pick before he went the mm. pick before yeah. uh, to to Detroit. Good pick by them. So yeah, I mean, I'll look at linebacker for those who want to chuckle a little bit because I don't think they're going to take a linebacker yet. Jabril Cox has some some great coverage skills. Jermaine Davis has caught a lot of buzz lately. Good coverage skills. I know you like Cameron Grown a lot, Steve, mm -hmm. um, among some other guys that are in here of interest. So of the people that you guys have looked at and we'll try to go back out and look at everybody now who who piques your interest give me your first two names that you would take at this spot go ahead jeff i'm going to go i'm going to go sertan here just because look anything we hear about greedy williams none of this is going to be resolved till august anyway we can hear everything we want about greedy williams but until he lays his shoulder into somebody or somebody lays his shoulder into him you have no idea what you have if we brought in a nickel if we brought in an edge and we brought in a safety you know, there's legit major concern right now about, you know, who is the other starting cornerback on this team? There's names here that, you know, I, I, I like as well. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, Malafonu, fantastic player. Um, but just something about Sertan playing so well in a difficult situation um, down in Florida. I mean, Samuel playing so well down in Tallahassee okay. in such a terrible situation. Uh, the bloodlines and look, you know, Greedy's healthy. It just, you know, makes the situation all the more better. But you can't count on Greedy Williams as of this point right now. Um, so, yeah, for me, uh, it's Asante Samuel Jr. Way too many juniors in this cornerback place. <laughs> I think you feel old, man. I should have put up here the uh, interior guys, too, because, um, you know, Muzarike's there, Davion Nixon's there, uh, Tui Faley's there. Um, in case the Browns don't address that in free agency, I think it's going to be a weakness. So um, those names are there, too. So, Steve, who do you got? Who's your – Go back to the corners. Go back to the corners. I, I'm tend just because of what we've already addressed and what like what you said. We still there's so many holes in that defensive backfield behind uh, Denzel Ward at this point. Yeah, I would say, and this is where the simulator you can kind of cheat it a little bit because we know we're coming up again at 59. I would say yeah, either Samuel or Molden, uh, whichever of those two guys, and then hope that Melifonwu hangs around 17 picks and grab him at 59. That that would be in my head what I'm trying to accomplish here at this point. Listen, I'm I'm the the guy who knows they need to address coverage. I've been preaching it all off season, so I'm fine with Samuel. I would take him here, mm -hmm. uh, and I think I think we got a good pick, a guy who you could have taken at 26, and I would have been fine with probably too. So. Mm -hmm. um, I feel good about taking him right there. That's so we'll select. When you get to this corner four through about nine, it's, it's literally flavors. Just, you know, what's your flavor? What what yeah. is your yeah. flavor? Because I mean, there's going to be solid corners available back all available all through round six. Samuel and Molden both. If they get either of those guys, I'm going to be a happy happy dude. They're both free ballers, man. I love both of those guys. So okay, now we're up again not up again the patriots called and they want to move back all we got to give them is a four next year to move up to go get whoever you guys want is there anybody you want to i mean we can counter offer it and then pull back up the list here is there somebody you want to make sure we get before we hit all the way to pick 59 i mean it's not a bad offer you're only giving up a four next year moving up a good number of picks 
or do you want to sit sit and play and see what happens when we get up? Let's see who who's all still sitting there. Can we see everybody? I mean, I mean yeah, the Merrick's still there. Um, you know, Perkins, Elvin Joseph, Davion Nixon's still there. Jermaine Davis is still there. Well, I mean, uh, Morig is. Uh, I mean, I, if we hadn't signed John Johnson, I would do this in an absolute in half a heartbeat to go up and get mm-hmm. Morig. I just I don't know if it's worth it at this point, you know, now I'm not sure. Uh, and the rest of those guys, they're, they're solid players. I like them. I don't know if I would, unless they're Anybody really high on Davy and Nixon. For it, right? yeah. 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 I okay. don't know. Let's run it. I, th- Let's I, okay. I think I, yeah. I'd be, I'd be, I'd much rather sit, I think at this point and just wait mm-hmm. and see what's there at 59 or see if we get an offer at 53 or something like that. Yeah. So a lot of the edge guys are disappearing here. Good grief, Mark's still there. Yeah, if he's there at 59, I mean, you just got to take a good football player. I don't, I don't understand how that slide would happen. This is at the, the point the where I would be screaming in my living room. Is he still there? I, I don't know. I'd have to counter offer this, which looks like someone wants just to move way down. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna decline that. He's still there. I mean. For the sake of this, we got to take him. He's too good to pass on, right? Like, no, for yeah. the sake of the fact that you would take him at 26 is the same. Exactly. Reason. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, and look, you have yeah. the extra pick, so you take him now at 59, and that's just – Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess if he weren't there, I mean, like, there are some interesting – I mean, I love Javon Holland. Um, mm-hmm. I would be interested in Tufeli there. I would be interested Melifonwu. in – Melifonwu. would still be – even your boy Elijah Molden is still around, who's got some great slot numbers. You want to talk about those guys. I mean, he's a, he's a nice – inside corner presence and listen diami brown is as a nice wide receiver prospect too uh that would be of interest at that point too but i, I listen if this is the board and we right. get here yes we are only able to do what is you know in front of us we're gonna have to take him at 59 i'm not even gonna let you guys tell me otherwise so i'm just gonna <laughs> Yeah, feels like my wife has taken over this. Yes, that's right. Uh, we're not going to move up. I'm just going to. I'm just going to decline this. Uh, unless you guys are really interested, we'd go from 76 to 60. Is there somebody else you want to move up and get? We're giving up a fifth essentially to go up and get somebody. Yes or no? No, because I think with the first move, what you did was is you were hedging your bet. I mean, especially with this draft being as crazy as it is, where do you want to be? You certainly want to be shopping in the you know upper half not in the lower half, especially when the Browns have, you know, straight needs that everybody can see. Go take care of that within this top hundred. And then, you know, day three, you know, a couple of developmental guys that may never take a snap in Cleveland because that's the situation we're in now. I'm with it. All right. We're going on to round three now. Three takes you know, three. You know who I have my uh my eye on here hoping that he's ah we got calls. We can move down Friggin to pick Panthers. 88, uh, and we would pick up a fourth and a fifth. We could move down to pick 85, get an extra pick 100. That's not terrible. We do have to give up a fourth to do it, though. You guys okay on these? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. God, seeing Melifano would go three picks before I'm thinking we should have taken that deal. <laughs> uh, that's 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 the risk you take, man. Well, know, listen, I let's know. let's uh, well, we we have addressed one we corner. corner. We we also, we got Cam Sutton. So, I mean, yeah. listen, if you're going into the season with Cam Sutton, greedy, whatever he is, 
uh, you know, Denzel and, and you drafted Sonny Samuel Jr. And then your safety room now has Merrick, Delpit, John Johnson. I mean, that's right. coverage, man. Like that's real. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bummed I'm we didn't get him, yeah. but I'm, I'm just a little your... concerned that <laughs> none of those guys are true outside. Those are, they're more, they live in the slot. We don't have another guy outside unless greedy comes back completely healthy. That that would be my only concern as to why they I really really wanted Melifonwu to sit here until this pick. But you're right, we have they have so many options now at this point of guys that can cover. They're just not they don't have CB next to their name. They have S next to their name. That's the difference. Well, I agree. I agree. There is some guys who interest me before I pass the mic on. Uh, Togi is a, a fine prospect. One one big year breakout year. You got some things to evaluate there. I'd like to see his numbers come in. Um, I'm also very, very intrigued by Diami Brown right here. Mm-hmm. Like very, very intrigued by that guy. Um, Peyton Turner is yes. another fun name, uh, that I don't, you know, I would be quite fine with a third round selection there. If they decided to somehow go running back because they're eyeing the future, Gainwell is a fun prospect. Uh, but I'm not crazy about Surratt there. I just I, I don't love it. Uh, Pete Werner, I'm I'm lukewarm on. He's he's fine, but I'm not going to stretch mm-hmm. for him right there. Um, if it were my choice, I'd go Diami Brown, but that's not my choice. So I want to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, if you gave me said I had to pick somebody from right now, you know, not scrolling at all, uh, Brown or Turner would be really my top two options right there, unless they trade in a Joku or something before that. And then you would look at Tremble or, or Brevin Jordan. But in the, in our scenario here tonight, we didn't do that. So yeah. Our, our boy well, Corey's got an opinion here. Uh, <laughs> hello Corey. How are you, sir? Um, my thinking right here would be uh, looking at defensive tackle. Look, uh, this wide receiver class is loaded um, and selecting again in what 13 picks and you have two of the next three. Uh, I'd be looking interior right here. And of course, you know, I mean, we didn't wait a second. That. Time time out. What what we gotta have a call with the draft network. What what is what is our I'm boy McNeil doing at one oh two? Because I, exactly. I feel like he's a second round pl- prospect, man. Like our earlier discussion where we weren't gonna go too high on somebody that uh, mm-hmm. apparently <laughs> the rankings. Um yeah, if we could amend but it's I mean, what is it, 45, 50 picks off? Um you can 20, get I, that I, player here. Um if, if I'm getting McNeil, uh, yeah. If well, McNeil's there, I'm taking him. Flat and out. this is the other thing about where the simulator doesn't, and it's impossible. This isn't a knock, but a simulator can't do real life. You know that one of Twyman and McNeil is going to be there when you get to that 90-92 or 89-91, whichever one it is. Um, so you could pass. But right now, if you wanted to go interior, uh, I would lean actually a little bit towards Marlon uh, Tuipolotu. Uh, over Tom and Togiai. That that would just be a preference thing. But Togiai, is, it's a flavor thing. You know, I he'd be a fine pick if you were going to go idea here. But asking me who I would want on this board as it stands, I probably would go Diami Brown. Uh, but like Jeff said, there's some guys that we haven't even seen come up on the screen yet that are going to be there early day three and mid day three that I also really, really like at wide receiver. So yeah, uh, Deami Brown or Peyton Turner for me. If we want to go um, interior, uh, one of those top two guys is totally fine by me as well. I got to share. Make the call, comment. Mr. Thomas. Uh, I would uh, at this point, I'd probably go Deami Brown. 
You guys got nothing to say I about know, this I comment? know. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. <laughs> I didn't Welcome see it. Welcome to the yeah. Browns podcast. What's up, Andy? What's <laughs> up, Andy? Um, yeah, I'm fine with Miami right here. Uh, I I think they need to they need to look at wide receiver with one eye on this year and the other eye looking this way for next year. Uh, well, we and I think he's a, he's a talented player. Defensive tackle is going to have something here at 89 or 91, so I'm not mm-hmm. concerned about it. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna take in, or we're gonna take Miami right there. We're not gonna listen to your trade offers. We're gonna decline it. We're gonna keep moving along. Hunter Long, I love him, man. It's going to be mm. a good tight end in the league. All right, we can move back seven picks and pick up a seventh. Bill's really feeling the need to call Cleveland. Not interested. Okay. What are the Browns going to be on their seventh? Floor? I don't know. Who knows? Who, whoever needs a seventh, really. Um, okay, so Peyton Turner is still there. Certainly, He is a guy who certainly should be up to, to, to have a conversation. If we had not selected – uh, Merrick wasn't there, and then we would look at Nasser Aldean uh, here uh, would be a name of, of interest. McGrone is a name of interest. Our Darius Washington is a fun, flexible secondary player, but I we have – if we look at our picks – <laughs> yeah, I mean, we look at our picks, we have really covered the secondary very well early Joe on. Joe Woods wants three safeties, not 11. Yeah, no kidding, man. Um, <laughs> my my pick's McNeil, and I'm not going to back off of it. You guys can argue otherwise. I, I, I just think he's – He's better than where he's at. They need, in my opinion, again, the, the, the status quo is the status quo. They're going to let Larry go, in my opinion. He's going to sign elsewhere. I don't like well, Jordan Elliott a ton. Jordan him is getting 9.3 on the open yeah. market? Yeah. I didn't know Larry. Case, I think that's where we're going. I think, I think Larry got into the film room. and, uh, and I would lean Larry Turner. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm a McNeil. Um, I certainly I'm understand Turner as well. I'm actually with Jake on this one. Um, yeah, I, well, I, I just like McNeil. We can like probably get them both, guys. That's what I'm saying. You know that Turner's well, the it, next edge up, or the second to next edge up, and you know only one of them is going to be gone by, because we're picking again in two picks. So I would take the higher guy and then hope for the lower guy. And also, if McNeil's gone, we still got Jalen Twyman there, who I freaking love. So, you know, but if you want to go there and, and think Turner will be there in two picks, I could get with that too. I would say go Turner, yeah. and then you know you get yeah. your defensive tackle. Somebody gets a Hyundai out of the deal is going two picks higher in this draft. So, because Turner has the physical tool set to be an absolute game wrecker. Let's see here. We can. I'm not. I'm not going to move us at all. I don't. I don't want to move because I would like to take. I mean, I know this is fantasy land, and we are a product of only what the system puts in front of us. But absolutely, him. Yeah, I would take him. I would take Twyman. Either one of them, right there. I'm sorry, I got a little trigger happy. I got no, we're good. No, 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 time no, no, we, we got another pick in like nine picks. Eighty nine. We gave him his pick at eighty nine. Hmm. Um. Look, this is our first five picks, though, guys. If this is the first five picks in some form or fashion of a order, happy. I mean, I'm, I'm beyond happy. Yeah. Yeah. I was look. I was looking at Trill too a little bit there. Um, Trill Williams, I really like a lot. That's Syracuse secondary man. Oh, crazy. How did they go one and 10 or whatever they were this year? It's got to yeah, score points or something, kids. apparently. You got to pull these kids into coming there. And then all of a sudden they become – the reason they become good is to get the hell out of Syracuse. No, oh, wait, hold he's on. Still there. still there. I'd take him. In a heartbeat. Just, I, don't even want, a, I don't even want to look at who else is there. Um, Jeff, any – uh, let, let, let me look at all. Somebody's got to be the voice of reason. 
Um, <laughs> I agree. Uh, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I, I'm more than okay with it. And, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, this is a really good draft. Guys, If for those people watching, if you mm-hmm. haven't watched Trill Williams left, I know we've been yapping about uh, Ifatu Melifanu and Andre Sisko for months and months and months, but Williams is not a third wheel. Go go look him up and look. The dude is a freak show, man. Well, and the other thing is, is he was the one that ended up getting tested a lot because it was like, all right, well, you have the All-American safety. You have this big right. menacing cornerback. We're going to go after this guy, and he's just kind of more like the uh, – you know, like the lunchbox guy, you know, gets dirty. You know, everybody else may pass the get off the bus test, but Trill Williams, he is definitely, you know, the certainly the guy who's just going to go in, get his nose dirty, just show up every day. And Especially you know what? From an athletic standpoint, if you're on Feldman's freak list, man, I'm uh, I'm interested in, in learning more about you. I don't care what position. Well, the, you're could you imagine being the third member of that secondary and being on Feldman's freak list? That's the yeah. craziest part about Trill Williams. <laughs> It's crazy, man. Uh, let's go show everybody our picks again. So far, we've addressed the secondary with two corners. Uh, we have addressed. Listen, I don't think Merrick's going to be there at safety at fifty nine, but mm-hmm. but he was there, and we took him. Uh, Brown, Diami Brown's a nice wide receiver addition. Peyton Turner's got some inside outside versatility. That guy's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And then again, a guy who I don't think is going to be there at pick ninety one, Mister McNeil. We're only a product of who we can pick. So sorry, guys. If you're going to tell us who's not going to be there, well, they were there here, so whatever. Um, here's to you, no way in hell, guy. Yeah, here's <laughs> to you, no way in hell, guy. So we have a ton of flexibility. <laughs> yeah, we, that's we the thing about it. And whatever around now, doing this every day, I, I get to this position on day three often. And I've tried from every different angle to find a route that I don't like. And it's, it's almost impossible to do because if they have any kind of a free agency and then, you know, maybe not these specific guys, but they hit these positions in their first five picks with value and guys that we like. Now you're looking at the rest of these picks. I mean, you can do virtually anything you want. I mean, you can go after, you know, uh, small school guys that, you know, are, you think are gems, diamonds in the rough. You can go after uh, guys coming back from injury. You can get, I mean, you can do whatever the hell you want now because there's no needs left that you're shopping for. It's, it's fantastic. Is there still an Anthony Schwartz available? I'm with it. Let's check. Yeah. Who's the rest of the wide receivers? Uh, I wonder if Marcet is still there too. Schwartz is there. Newsom's fun. Marlon Williams is fun. Like uh, Amir Smith-Marset. I do not know yeah. why Amir Smith-Marset continues to languish so low on all these boards. I don't get it. I don't yes, get it. He's see, dangerous. This is what I'm looking for with one of these. He's very of dangerous. You, you know, everybody talks about Tyree Kill. Look, you're not going to get a Tyree Kill. What do you want? Something or someone that can give you some things that Tyree Kill does, those touch passes, or just the threat of the fact if he comes mm-hmm. across in motion or he circles behind the cornerback, everybody's got to now recommunicate. Which and now you can come to the simplest and stupidest of plays, tight end screens, uh, you know, hand, you know, just run a draw. The simplest of things, but these guys with these four three four two speed that are going to scare the bejesus out of everybody. Getting that in here as you start to integrate to what will be the twenty twenty two wide receiver room and beyond, the more athletes the better. Yeah, I mean, you could go depth at corner here. You could grab a linebacker here. You could grab. 
uh, I mean, you could do anything you want. It, 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 there's so much flexibility at this point. I mean, Monty Rice is underrated, I think. He's not going to be a star, yeah. I don't think. Uh, my guy Garrett Wallow, way down on the board for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Tony Fields has some fans. I know Pete uh, likes Grant Stewart at Houston quite a bit, and I'm with that. Um, there's there's all kinds of options at this point. It, it's a nice position to be in. I'm with it. I like Monty Rice, and I do like I do like Garrett Wallow there too. You go. Um, Corey Kidding, Anthony Schwartz training with Stefan Diggs. And yeah, if you cool. want just someone who can absolutely flat out fly, Schwartz is is that guy. I'm with it. I I need. There's a lot of players here. I would I would ask you to pound the table for the guy that you want at this point um, because that's how we're going to make up ground. Um, there, Like I said, there are guys I can scroll through here. I'll just kind of walk us through here real slowly for everybody. Yeah, go back to the top and then go slow because it's hard to see. Put your bifocal. Like, really get close to the screen, Steve. Oh, really? shut up, young person. <laughs> I'm with you. Tell him, Steve. Get him. <laughs> Oh, Jake. Embry Thomas is interesting. Don't worry, Jake. You're going to get one of these soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm there, dude. Ellerson Smith's a lot of fun, too, man. If Ellerson Smith was within the age guidelines, I would, I would, that would be the guy here, I think. Mm. Sorry. Wop's got the best name in the first round or in the uh, entire mm. draft. The player, too. Imitor Bebe would be great, but he's outside the age range as well. Yeah, we're way outside the – oh, shut up, Jack. <laughs> and Jack wears big old bifocals in his picture. <laughs> <laughs> as far as guys that are uh, on the first page here when we go back. Um, first page. Well, I mean, that would be the guys you can see right there would be what you would consider value. You know, anything beyond that, you could make the argument that you're reaching a little bit. Although once you get to 132, that becomes far more and more and more subjective. Um, Ambry Thomas is an interesting guy that was an opt out. You can always use more corners. Um, God, I don't know. We haven't addressed Jim. linebacker, so maybe I would. I like Monty. Yeah. I mean, but I also don't I wouldn't mind doubling up. And 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 you know at the same time, taking Walla later too doesn't 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 bother me one bit. Mm. I mean, Cam Sample's Camp got Sample's some people. Camp Sample's nice yeah. too, <laughs> which is what Corey just said ironically. Um, oh, is it? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's um, versatile I, too. Can play like inside, Camp outside. Sample. But we just but we just grabbed um, we signed Oquara yeah. and we just grabbed uh, Peyton Turner two picks ago. So and you got Curtis Weaver coming back too, and right, and you got a lot they, of people there. They think something yeah. of Joe Jackson as well. So I might be tempted yeah. to just go with Ambry Thomas here. He was getting some some top fifty, top seventy five run before he opted out, and you always need mm -hmm. more corners. I might, and plus he's a he can kick in in a return game. If need be, I might be tempted to go there. All right. What do you think, Jeff? Where are you at? Uh, well, you know, the wide receiver in me in world-class speed and could have been in the 2020 Olympics. Anthony Schwartz would be my guy here because I just think it answers a lot of questions. And you know you're not going to rely on him a ton in year one, but you're starting to hopefully gravitate 2022 to a wide receiver room that you think – will be, you know, more conducive to the style of offense that Kevin Spansky runs. I can go with Anthony Anthony Schwartz here. That's fine. I don't feel I don't feel strong enough about Sample or Thomas to 
Who are we kidding? Steve, the table. Will find, Steve will find 15 guys with our next pick anyway. So this is true. Yeah. Out. We're starting to get into the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's hey, take it. Saturday, it's day three. Who's watching today? And there's Steve. Oh, I'm throwing a party. I'm getting it. <laughs> Me and three drunks. Yeah. <clears throat> Other drunks. Thank you, Sam. Hey, Sam. All right. We are up again uh, significantly later, I think, in the 170s, right? Am I wrong on that? I think we got 150, uh, don't we? We could. I could be off. Or did we give that up in the – no, we didn't give anything up in the trade, did we? No, we're, we're pick 169. Up. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Just so you guys know, every time I draft two wide receivers in my mocks, I get yelled at in the comments. So we've done that. So people are going to yell at us. I don't, I don't, care. I don't, I, I don't. Yeah. First of all, I, I really don't care. And then second of all, like, <laughs> um, I do think that there's going to be losing Hodge. What are you going to do? Yeah, I, mean, I yeah. get, I get it. I'm just letting you know, Tyler Gillespie is like, an interesting underrated dude. If we didn't already have nine safeties. I, I like Shakur Brown too. Um, I think yes. he's an interesting prospect there. I like Blankenship quite a bit, but I, somebody told me the other day that he went back to school. I have not, been able to confirm or deny that so, yet. I've I've had some people tell me that about some guys too, where I'm like, I don't know where they're getting that. Just I haven't seen working out. There's some seniors now who don't even have to give official word yet. Like this is really, really strange. Yeah. Malcolm Kuntz is is very interesting. Uh big Mike would love to hear that, Steven. Oh God, he's he's so <laughs> just interesting. There's no other word. He's so interesting. I'm pretty sure Ruff is yeah, he's still way down, I think. Yeah, Rump gives me that Greg Hardy vibe, and hopefully not the one who puts hands on women. Go back to our picks again, Jake. Yeah, of course. I can't even remember who all we got here. Okay, we got two. They are receivers. running at the bottom. Just a reminder for oh, everyone right. watching: Jeez. they are running at the bottom too. We got two Armani corners. We got a safety. Um, might be a good time to look at either a linebacker or a uh, safety that is more of a hybrid type. Can we click over and see who's Always around? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, Always considering tight ends. Trey McKitty is an interesting Ooh, Trey tight end. Trey McKitty is really interesting, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I think there's going to be some change that happens there in the next few years. Um, I think interior O-line. You can talk me O-line, into Trey McKitty, easy. I, I, I'm a believer in McKitty, too, outside of Hunter Long. That's my other guy. I like Drake Jackson's an interesting interior O-line prospect. Um, Kramer's obviously offensive lineman university there. Um, we want to look oh. at linebacker. Garrett Wallow's still there. Wallow's still there, but if we're saying this is our board, we would have to wait on him because he's a hundred picks away. There I he is. I, I can't believe that it's that low. But I was hoping we'd see Pete chime in. He got in there. <laughs> yeah, Milton Williams. That would be a guy. Yeah, I noticed he wasn't on their board today too, and he would be very interesting in this general range as well. I agree with Pete mm-hmm. totally there. PFF darling. Don't no say things like that. You only encourage him. Oh, like if we don't encourage him, he's going to stop. Come on. You know better than that. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. I know better than that. Uh, can we look at the safeties? Because I think there's a couple guys in this range that are more. <laughs> uh, more hybrid types. Yeah. We're going to look at safety specifically. Uphoff is very interesting. Sherwood is interesting in this range, but he's at 230-something, so he would be on the next 
pick probably. Crosswell's interesting too. I'd not this early, but but he's definitely got some traits that are interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I might Messi be tempted to go with. I might be tempted to, tempted to go with uh, Tony Fields here. I like Tony okay. Fields. I just want to look at running back. Okay. okay. Yep. Or yeah, another. You can always talk me to another corner. So Puka's I mean, Khalil, Khalil Herbert's the re- very good football. Jamar player. Jefferson's good too. <laughs> That's. <laughs> For me, it's it's Fields or Herbert. I absolutely love Khalil Herbert. I think he is just a a very close clone to Nick Chubb. Obviously, a little bit shorter, but I think the thing with this wide that's a big, zone uh, and, it's a big cutback is no, he's got the lower body. And the thing is with this cutback with the wide zone, you know, are you not going to lose momentum? Obviously, you're going to get banged around. You're going to hit by an arm. Somebody's going to get you around the knee. Do you go down? Khalil Herbert does not go down in those situations. Mm. For me, it would be Herbert or Fields. Herbert obviously is not really so much of a need right here as maybe you know Fields is, but you know both players that I really love and Good it's weird. Herbert's all over the place. You do some other simulators and you got to get Herbert by about 110, 120 right. or it's over. Yeah, I would say actually I'd like Shakur Shak- Shakur Brown. I'm a Shakur you can always Brown talk me into another corner. We haven't taken a linebacker, and I know you're not. Uh, supposed to force anything, but they Fields might not is necessarily. At, they might not necessarily do that. Right, they exactly. That's what I'm saying. Undrafted free agents, because right, you know whether it's you know if, if BJ Goodson is going to say yes to three million dollars, he's more than welcome to come back. I can guarantee right. that. Right, right. But you, you wouldn't. I, will, I wouldn't be. I do forcing I, a pick he or anything that here. Over from day one for a guy who wasn't here was just amazing. Oh, Goodson was the totally first fun. day those practices started. All so, right, give me your yeah, um, we got two out of three. Shakur Brown, go for it. Yeah, I think Shakur Brown. Um, yeah, that would be my guy. I don't know if I'm right. so sold on drafting a linebacker. Is it just seems like they they probably have to bring in one somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Reminder to everybody: picks will show up on the bottom again. We'll keep this up on the. Uh, there goes Fields to Dallas. There goes McKitty to Atlanta. Bye. You're right, Pete. That last comment, Sherwood would be, but I think uh, I don't remember the rankings. I think he was down far enough that he'll probably be around at this next pick too. Which again, this is part of the thing with the simulators that you can kind of cheat the board. Um, it, it, it's impossible to mathemat put a mathematical formula in that simulates real life exactly. It's just impossible. So, could you imagine doing things. a mock draft where you got Asante Samuel Jr. And more rig, and you did not take a selection in the first round. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay. Let's close that down. Reminder picks that we have made are at the bottom. Khalil Herbert still sticking around? We are going to check. Give me two seconds here. Well, I think I see Jamar Jefferson. If we didn't have two wide receivers already, look at those first two guys on the board. First three guys on the board. (laughs) Hell, four if you count Kate Johnson. This class is crazy deep. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, I, here in twenty fourteen, and now it's just yeah. We we missed out on Herbert. Jamar Jefferson. Khalil started. Herbert is going probably to the best situation Khalil Herbert could go to outside mm-hmm. of Cleveland. Well, even no, better because he won't be there yet. But other than that, <laughs> yeah. Jamar Jefferson, touches, though, and I know Elijah Mitchell is still on the board from Louisiana. I like him too. Yeah, I would lean. 
I would lean Jefferson here, but that's just me. Or I mean, where else are you guys looking? I can scroll down a little bit. 209, I think we could be in um, Garrett Wallow range here. I, I think yeah, Robert, he, Robert he's, Rochelle he's is fine. Bring linebacker in, yes. I mean, your boy, Rump? he's still 30, 40 slots away. But once you get past pick 200, I, in my mind, I kind of throw that out the window, really. You, I mean, you're just looking at Isaiah McCoy. God, are we going to take three line or uh, wide receivers? <laughs> Sherwood's still there, too. I would that so that that's where I would go. I would go either Wallow or Sherwood at this point. I would probably in a situation like this lean Wallow. I like I like some of the versatility there. Um, pull up safety again. Did one of you just fall out of your chair? Not me. No, I had to stretch my knees. Some of us are old, Jake. You'll get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's a, he would pace around the war room the whole time until Andrew Barry told him to sit his ass down. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like, all right, yes, sir. Um, I mean, okay, so to me it comes down to Sherwood's still there. Uh, we can look at tight end and see if there's anybody that makes you excited. I mean, Bushman had some buzz until the injury issues and stuff in nature. Um, I like Quentin Morris. It's not a secret, but he'll be there at the at the last pick. So, yeah. Look at interior line. Nobody really jumps off the page to me. Mm -mm. Tackles. Um, it's just for me it's so hard with the offensive line cuz they do so well. They they Bring him back, Blake. They've got these guys coming There's back no from spots. the COVID list. There's nowhere to put these guys for a while, so it's like it's yeah. a big challenge. I just don't think they draft one this year. I just I yeah. really don't. I think we take. I think we take Wallow here. I think you need to pick. I don't know that you need to pick a linebacker. That's the wrong word, but I think they're going to pick one at some point. And as far as looking at a guy who's more of the modern type, safety transitioning mm -hmm. type, mm -hmm. uh, I think Wallow makes a ton of sense here. You know, is the flip side is KJ Britt's more of a what BJ Goodson was his first few years as the type of guy who doesn't do a coverage situation. Well, I think they want guys who cover, man. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why we drafted Wallow four. That's why we now have four safeties <laughs> to eliminate yeah. the linebackers covering anybody. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, that is true. All right, we good with Wallow, or do we want to take Sherwood? I would lean Wallow, but I, yeah. I wouldn't hate hate Sherwood. Jeff? No, yeah, Waller, absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, and if anything, we're aggravating Pete here, so that works well, too. <laughs> I like it. Love I you, think buddy. we have the – How much does that weigh into an Andrew Barry front office, do you think? How much is this going to aggravate Pete? Is that a whole separate section? On his board. Have you yeah. ever heard? Have you ever heard the story of when Pete actually talked to Andrew Barry? No. Oh, I got to hear that. Oh, oh that's a the, great story. So the senior the, uh, board, Chris right? Farley. You know the Chris Farley Saturday Night Live where, hey, <laughs> remember when you were in the movie that was really cool? Ask Pete to tell you, Pete. Pete, if you're here, Pete, you know it's true. I've heard you tell it. <laughs> you may laugh at me, but at two fifty-five, I would maybe look quarterback. I, I don't have a problem and for with me. It. It's I, I, no my, for me. I, I just I can't fathom paying Case Keenum this money for the event that we pray he never takes a snap. Yeah, and it, you know, I, I was I was against out, I was against it when they signed him. So yeah, yep. I think I think the Browns are now to the situation where if it's not six, you're effed. So it doesn't matter. 
All right. Well, this thing, I thought it might have finished for a second. Everybody's really taking their time here on the U.S. final selections. Well, Ian Book gets a lot of buzz, and I know that's a guy that that Steve just just didn't get enough of in the last few years at Notre Dame. (laughs) So maybe maybe we should take Ian Book just because it falls under the draft category of pisses Steve off that they have in the the board there. That's right. Um, I got a whole bottle of wine. I'll get over it. That's right. We're drinking in a different room tonight. Um, okay, so quarterback, <laughs> quarterbacks <laughs> that are left. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't love any of these dudes. I'd sign a guy off the street. I would. Yeah. I would sign. I would sign an undrafted free agent. Yeah. No, we're good here. This is normally a spot it, where I, you know, since Felipe I, you Franks was still there, maybe if Felipe was still there. Wide receivers, I would look at another wide receiver here. Um, if I hadn't already drafted two or a corner, uh, these are the this is the, those are kind of my go to uh, positions at this spot in the draft. But who's uh, the best overall player currently left? Well, it's it's going to take a second here. Yeah, Darden is still good. on the board. That's wild. Rochelle. Yeah, I think you do. You just take a flyer there. Yep. Sherwood's see, still there, though, too. See, in a normal <laughs> situation, McCoy, if we hadn't already picked two, McCoy would be the easy pick here um, yeah. for me anyway. But we've already taken two. so. Well, I guess you could take Sherwood or you can take Rochelle. I would go Rochelle. Okay, Jeff? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Okay. Again, he's on Feldman's weird, yeah, because I mean, so. This isn't one I use a ton. Uh, I don't use the draft, but it seems like they've been the best as far as updating. It seems everybody else is maybe, you know, they're, they're not updating their boards as much. I seem to be stuck in limbo here. Oh, we did just came freeze? out of it. There we go. It okay. did, and my computer is real mad at me, but it's finalizing. We actually made it through an hour-long mock draft. Let's check our user picks. We had I, a hell I, of a draft, I would guys. be I would be ecstatic if this was we had the a hell hall. of a draft. Let's see if we. Well, can and the first thing I, th- I look at this is there is no round money. Look at obviously no fifth year options, but there's no round money involved here. And you just look at, whew, I mean, the players that are done here. My God, you've addressed you know, not only have you addressed need, but you got it at tremendous value. I think all five of those first five picks are at. For six, really, are at picks that we're not mm-hmm. going to see those guys at, in my opinion. No doubt about it. I mean, I just looked at depth, the players, and, you know, I mean, Joe Woods right now walks out of that war room and says, you know, hand me a Monte Cristo, hand me a lighter. And, oh, Coach Stefanski, you thought you had a hell of a 20? Here, wait till you see my 2021. Mm. <laughs> All right, any questions can be thrown out by folks before we go here. I will give it a minute. Uh, if you would like something to be asked, if not, we will sign out. This was fun, guys. Ton yeah, of talent that was added here. I think if we do this again leading into the draft after free agency, we'll have a clearer picture, duh. And then we can kind of draft accordingly. If you missed it, we did sign some free agents ahead of this. We signed um, Romeo Cora. We signed uh, John Johnson the third, and we signed Cam Sutton. So we went into it with this. Um, so, yeah, if you have any other specific questions, maybe something you heard on here, maybe something Steve said or Jeff threw out that you wanted clarity on, uh, always hit us up at the uh, OBR's Ask the Insider section. We will get back to you on that stuff uh, whenever we can. And, um, you know, hopefully my, my face is unfroze. My computer's so mad. Uh, but anyway, this is fun. My guys, Jeff, <laughs> Steve, this is a blast. I appreciate you guys coming on.
Yeah. Any time. What are you kidding me? You have to talk me into a mock draft. I mean, but Steve's probably done seven already today anyway. So if you're going to throw the cameras on now, now he's ready to rock here. <laughs> Only issue Dave, was the, the, the amount of time in the green room. And I mean, I, I know you got a little one, but the uh, apple juice boxes and the animal crackers, Steve and I, we need a little better. There's gotta be, I, I don't even care what hard liquor it is. I mean, even if it's, you know, half unopened, whatever, that's fine. But the animal crackers. All right. Let me, on, let me, let me, let me write this down here on my notepad. I don't give a fuck what you're saying. Okay, we're good. We're good. Right. <laughs> no, because you're right, like, guys, oh, the rule of the open is eight ten. We'll do this at eight thirty, and then Steve and I, hey, everything okay? But hey, we know putting little ones <laughs> yeah. to bed. It just don't, especially after a nice day. It's the eight o'clock shuffle, man. Eight o'clock mm. shuffle. All right, fellas, we're signing off. Thanks, guys, for joining us. As usual, check us out at the OBR. We got great deals going right now. Annual subscribing. Uh, for 60% off, we have first month for a dollar option as well to give us a chance. It's a great time to get into the rumors that we have popping up. It's a great time to get into uh, uh, free agency where we have a lot of buzz and then we do film rooms and cover them and a whole bunch of fun stuff. Make sure you're following all of these guys at Twitter um, on Steven at Brown's Daily Mock and Jeff at Jeff uh, underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Make sure you're following him and check out his podcast, Locked on Browns. You probably already are. That's a daily podcast. It's it's the best in the market on the daily side, man. He does fantastic work, him and Pete Smith. So make sure you're listening to that one, checking out the OBR Film Breakdown Podcast too. And I think I've covered all the shout-outs possible. Guys, again, thanks. Appreciate you, fellas. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, appreciate you. And obviously, you know, you guys. And look, what we always talk about when I talk about with you guys from the OBR, we know who's working. We know who's putting it in. Mad respect, fellas. You guys know that. All right, guys, we're signing out. As usual, go Browns. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.